This is the EWN Podcast Network. You're listening to Dialogue with Dr. D, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. Overcome adversity, fear, and feelings of failure as each episode is filled with inspirational experiences featuring professionals who can assist in your efforts. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you toward success. Dr. D is a wonder work of personal growth and success moving beyond overwhelming and insurmountable odds to become a global speaker, life coach, and author. Dr. D uses her incredible passion and captivating personal experience to support your move beyond trials, tribulations, and adversities to emotional emancipation. You don't have to do it alone. Join Dr. D today. Move beyond what's been holding you back and become the new Empowered You. Faith can mean different things to different people, such as it is a strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. Faith speaks the language of the heart. It is an expression of hope that goes beyond the conscious mind. Faith is a strong belief or trust in a leader, a belief in God. It is confidence or trust in a person or thing or faith in another's ability. Finally, faith is belief that is not based on proof. Keeping your faith strong in life is difficult. It requires prayer, being generous to others, being inspired and empowered, surrounding yourself with people you admire and getting the ball rolling first thing in the morning. According to studies, people who are religious have higher self-esteem and better psychological adjustment than people who aren't. Also, faith can change your life, I would say, for the better. Joining the dialogue today is Ms. Tamika Pitt. Tamika has been in the ministry for more than 20 years and is called on for speaking and sharing the word up and down the East Coast. She is the go-to for coaching, counseling, and prayer for the masses, and will share with us today how to maintain faith while swimming in the deep. Welcome, PFAM, and to all our relatives across the globe. I'm excited you've tuned in to be a part of the Faith Dialogue, and welcome Tamika. Tamika will share with us, starting out, the difference between faith and hope. Tamika. Well, I'm certainly excited to be here. And yes, let's talk about the difference between faith and hope. According to the scripture, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So to me, the difference of faith and hope is simply believing in what you don't see and trusting that it will come to pass versus just hoping on something and dealing with the uncertainty of, is this going to happen or not? So I definitely believe we have to activate our faith 
trust in what we don't see and believe that it will happen. Let's say that's voluminous. It's small, but it's voluminous in the scheme of things because it's so hard sometimes to maintain that faith. But the way you put it, it sounds simple. Now, we've all heard faith without works is dead. Please elaborate on that popular verse. Absolutely. In order to have faith and to exercise faith, there's always a part we have to play. Yes, we're believing God for greater things and for things that we don't yet have, but there is a responsibility that we have to do our part. For example, if you're asking God to bless you for a job, your faith is believing that he will open the door, but your part is to go fill out an application, go submit a resume. So we have to do something in order for things to get moving. So yes, God will open doors for us. He will make things happen for us. He will show his favor to us, but we have to play an active role in facilitating the things that we're believing God for. So we got a part. We all play a part. Absolutely. Okay, P-Fam, you're hearing that now. There's something we all have to do. Tell us, what does faith mean in daily life? Well, certainly in the climate that we're living in, having faith is so very important because there's so many things challenging just the basic things that we do in life. Simple things like going to get gas bring some people anxiety now. But when you have faith, you have to have faith beyond what you see, beyond the circumstances, trusting and believing that God will keep whatever you commit unto him. So we have to give our troubles to him. We have to give our concerns to him and just ask him to lead and guide us. Ask him to give us the wisdom to be a good steward of what he's given us, help us to manage it properly. And that way we're not focusing on the situations. We're not focusing on the economy, but we're focusing on God. Basically what we need to do to show that we are operating in faith is to make God bigger than our problems. And that's how you can overcome it. I love that. Now, making God bigger than our problems, we're going to come back to that. But you said something and that that we have to touch on, and that is giving it to God. Well, we yes. all know how to give it, but leaving it is the problem. <laughs> That's the absolutely. Problem. Absolutely. Some of us, we have, we have things on, on the fishing hook. We throw it out and then we reel it back in and then we throw it out and we reel it back in. But you are absolutely right. We have to learn to just give it to God and leave it there, trusting him that he's going to handle it. See, this is the, the analogy I like to use. When you give someone something, you're trusting and you chose to give it to them because you believe they can help the situation or they can handle it. So you're not going to give a child car keys because they don't know what to do with them. But you can trust an adult with those keys and you can leave it with them. So you have to look at God in that way. When you trust him and just simply trust him, don't try to figure out how he's going to do it, but just trust him. You can leave it with him with confidence, knowing that he's a big enough God to handle it. Okay. That sounds, again, <laughs> that sounds good. Just still doing it. And what you're saying is right on point, but even I suffer with leaving it when I give it to him. And I think that's a part of having faith. It's right in line with what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Knowing how to leave it with him 
is a measure of faith you have to have in him to know that he's going to handle it. But this is the thing. See, we live in a world where everything is so instant. Everything is so immediate that sometimes when God don't respond immediately and in the way that we want him to respond, we tend to take it back and try to handle it ourselves. But what we have to learn to do is have blind faith, which is even though I can't see how this is going to work out for me, even though I don't understand how this could possibly work out for me, I trust you, God. I trust mm -hmm. you beyond what I can see. And so I'm just going to leave it with you, knowing that if no one else could do this, God can do this for me. It's again, it ties back into faith. I've heard before, delayed response doesn't mean no response. Absolutely. Sometimes it's just about waiting. We have to trust God in the waiting place. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of us don't like to do. It's this space that we're in where we know we need God to answer. We know we even need an immediate answer. And when we don't see the results right away, sometimes we get a little anxious mm -hmm. and we leave that space and we go try to figure it out ourselves. But God is saying, you have to trust me in the waiting place. Just mm -hmm. wait on me. Trust me beyond what you see. Mm -hmm. Know that I am God. I created the universe. I created you. So I know, he said, I know your end from your beginning. He know the outcome even before we do. So we just have to learn how to put our total and complete faith and trust in God and just walk away, leave it and walk away. It's not easy. I've been there. Trust me. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. Yes. When you do, mm -hmm. you will experience God in a way that the next time you cross that path, you will know that God, okay, I know you did it the last time. So I'm right. going to trust you to do it this time. Well, I have to say with the world that we're experiencing right now, Wars, insurrections, increased gun violence, gas. People are fearing. They're fearing everything. And when you're facing all of these things, it's very difficult to have faith because it's like, why are these things happening? God, we know you love us. How do we maintain our faith when just thing after thing after thing, it's just, it's pouncing. Certainly, that's a great question, because obviously we're all facing that today. And you almost can't turn on the TV without seeing some sort of turmoil that's going on in the world. But what we have to continue to do is know that, again, God is in control of all things. He never promised us that we wouldn't go through things. He never promised us that this walk would be without trial and tribulation. But he did promise that he would never leave nor forsake us, that he would be with us until the end. So even when we face these challenges and these uncertainties and in these difficult situations that is sometimes difficult to comprehend, we have to know and we have to believe that God is still sitting on the throne. He sees mm -hmm. what's going on and he's able to step in. But see, the world wanted to take God out of everything. And so when you take God out of everything, you leave the door open for everything else to come in. Mm -hmm. And so then we're sitting back saying, well, how is God letting this happen? Well, we excuse God from the conversation, from the meetings, from the different places that we are. And then we want to challenge him for letting these things happen. But God is saying, I'm still here. 
I've been here all along. You have to let me in to these situations. And so what I'd like to say as believers, as people of God, is just if you just believe in God, keep trusting in him beyond the circumstances because he's still there. But we just have to keep our faith in him, keep our trust in him and know that he's not going to let anything happen to us that he hasn't already prepared. He's prepared a way for it. He's prepared us for it. You know, he gives us things that he knows we can handle. So just trust him beyond what we see. Like we said before, faith is about going beyond what we see. And that's what we have to keep in mind when we're seeing what's going on around us. You mentioned believers, Tamika, and I just want to touch on, and it's very hard for believers. So you can only imagine, I don't want to say non-believers, but people who are just not in touch. They're not a believer. They're not a non-believer. They just don't know. They're not aware. How can someone like that increase their faith? Because as I said earlier, faith is not always in God. It's faith in something. So even that group has lost faith in the world we live in right now. So how can one increase their faith? Well, I believe that you can increase your faith and whatever your belief is, understanding what faith is. Like we said in the beginning, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when you understand what faith is and what you are believing in, I think it's just a matter of continuing to trust in that beyond what you are able to control. See, it's our human nature to want to control everything and want to facilitate everything in our lives. And so at some point, we have to understand that there is a higher power that can do things beyond what we can do. We have to continue and know our place. Again, your role is to do your part, but it's not to do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So having faith is understanding what my part is, because we don't want to have lazy faith where we just sit back and say, I need this to happen and I'm not going to do anything. Right. But your part is to do your part and, and let God do the rest. Okay. So I just believe that that's what we have to do. Know our limitations and not become anxious about the things we can't control, but just believing that there is a God that who can step in and change the situation. You say lazy faith. Is that one of the scenarios that goes along with faith without works is dead. Absolutely. I say lazy faith because some people hear the scripture that he will open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. And they're just waiting for that window to open and that blessing to pour out, but they're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like you just, you're asking for things, but you're not taking part in it or taking responsibility for making things happen. Mm -hmm. So what we have to do is we have to do all that we can and then trust God for the rest. But lazy faith will just have us sitting there asking God for one thing after another and not doing anything to make it happen. Going back to the analogy about looking for a job. If you never apply anywhere, right? how are they going to find you? How is God going to show his favor? Now, of course, he's God. He can still do it, but right. we have a part to play. If you want something, you have to do your part. Got it. In the midst of your deepest adversity, how did you find faith? What did you do to move beyond that? Well, certainly I have been there. And 
sometimes we find out who we are when we're backed in a corner yes. and we're all out of options. <laughs> it's unfortunate that we have to face those moments in life. Yes. But it's fortunate because those moments show us the survivor that's in us, the fight that's in us. And so sometimes we go through difficult situations and you don't have any other choice but to trust God because either alternative is almost not good. But when you're in the midst of that situation and you have no other options, you're trusting God. I can think of a situation where I was sick and the doctors gave me a report that neither option was good. And I had to step out on faith and I had to use crazy faith and ask God to do something that made no sense and really was not logical. But I had to trust him for it because the alternatives that the doctors were giving me, I just didn't feel like option A or B was good. So I had to step into some crazy faith and ask God for something that didn't make sense to anybody, but I trusted him to do it. And so when you're in a situation like that, when you're facing one of your greatest adversities in the darkest places of your life, sometimes that's when you can operate in the greatest faith you've ever operated in because you have no choice but to trust him. And I think that's when we realize that, wow, I couldn't do nothing but trust God. And he showed up. And that's the beauty of it. God will answer us. The scripture says it takes faith to move God. Yeah. And so sometimes... The human side of us, we want to cry and we want to make, we want to bargain with God and say, God, if you do this, I'll do that. But all God wants is our faith. Yes. And that's what moves him. It's not always our tears, but it's our faith that moves him. And so you've just got to see beyond everything else and just move in faith. When you talk about faith and maintaining faith and trust, knowing God is going to move at his time. But when we look at school shootings, how can you maintain faith during a time like that when God seems to be absent? Well, certainly that is a a difficult position to be in for anyone to lose a child or lose a loved one in general. And then someone is telling you to still trust God, to still have faith. I can't say that I've experienced that firsthand to know what that feels like. So I don't want to make light of a situation like that and say, oh, just have faith. But what I do know is that God is able to step into any situation. He knows how to comfort our hearts. He -hmm. knows how to give peace to the mind. The scripture says that he will give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm -hmm. So I believe when you're facing a situation like that and someone is saying, maintain faith, that is the time where we're going to need God more than any other time. Because mentally, emotionally, I would imagine you're exhausted. You are at your wit's end with how could God allow this to happen? And so in those moments, I believe we have to seek God for whatever he wants to say to us as to how this could happen to us. I'm not going to say I have all the answers to this because I would rather school shootings never happen. I would rather that be an area of faith we did not have to tap into to ask God to help us to get through these moments. Ideally, yes, 
some things, if it didn't happen, we would be all the better for it. But one thing I've learned that is in the midst of everything that we could possibly go through, that nothing catches God by surprise. So when he allows something to happen in our lives, some sort of tragedy to happen, we have to know and trust that he is going to see us through it. While we don't understand why we had to face it, maintaining that trust is what we need in order for him to get us through the situation. You talked about having to step up in your own life and really put faith front and center for you. Yes. Tell us about your ultimate or most profound faith testimony. Absolutely. So going back to a time when I was sick, I went to the hospital. I was going through something in my body where I was losing a lot of blood. And I didn't know how sick I was until I got to the hospital. And they told me that my blood count was down to four. The normal count should be 12 to 14. Yes. So immediately they admitted me to the hospital. They transfused me and they told me you need surgery. However, they said you're not healthy enough to survive the surgery. They said, if we take you into surgery now, you will bleed out because you don't have enough blood in your body. And so I was faced with the difficult situation. What do I do? I need emergency surgery, but they're telling me if I go into surgery now, it's likely I won't make it out. Mm -hmm. So that was a situation where I'm like, God, there seems to be no logical option here. So they offered me some medication to help build my blood. They wanted to stop my cycle and they wanted to build my blood. But when I got the medication, the side effects of the medication were just insane. And I felt like the medication could kill me as well. So I put a petition before God. And this was one of the darkest times in my life because I felt like I just didn't have any good options. But I put a petition before God and I said, God, if you step in and you do what the doctors want this medicine to do, then I believe I can make it through this. I was asking God to stop my cycle. They wanted to do this for three months to help my blood to build up, to give me enough blood to go through surgery and survive. Now, I know to every woman, if no one else, asking God to do such a thing sounds insane. Mm -hmm. But I had to tap into faith that was beyond the norm because, again, I didn't have any good options. But when I went before God, he gave me some very clear instructions and he said, don't share this with anyone. See, sometimes we're believing God for things that if you share with someone and it doesn't make sense to them, they can cause your faith to waver because they mm -hmm. don't understand how it's going to happen. Right. It's not our job to understand how something is going to happen. It is our job to believe God. How it happens is God's job. So for those three months, I kept this petition that I put before God to myself. But the beautiful thing about it is God honored my petition. And as crazy as it sounds, he stopped my cycle for those three months and wow. allowed my blood to increase. So then I was able to go through the surgery, survive it. And I have been in good health since. And so when I think about my darkest hour, when I think about a time where I had to go into the deep of faith and believe God for something that just doesn't make sense. 
when you are in a position where you have no other choice but to trust him and you step out on faith, like Peter did when he stepped out on the water, doesn't make sense to anyone else. But it's that faith that when you draw to the voice of God, to his call, he will meet you right where you are. And that's what he did for me in that situation. And that is something that I will never forget. So whenever I face difficult times in life now, I draw back on those times where I trusted God beyond what I could see, beyond what the doctors was even able to do. And the fact that he showed up for me and he answered my request, oh my God, it, it took my faith to a place that you can't tell me what God can't do. Okay. I, I just, I refuse to believe it because he proved himself to me. Yes. Not only in the scriptures can I read about the instances of faith where he where he did things for people, but he made it a reality for me when he answered my request. So that is one of my instances where it was a seemingly impossible situation that God stepped in and made it possible. And so while you weren't able to share during those three months, but afterwards you can provide. That Absolutely. Program. Yes, absolutely. I believe God just needed me in a place where I was only hearing him yes. and not the questions or the uncertainty of others. So just for that time period, he just wanted me to focus on him and keep my faith and my trust in him and not to let it waver because someone can't believe what you're asking God for. See, right. sometimes it's not going to make sense to other people what you're believing God for, but it's not for them to understand. It is between you and God. But ever since that day, I have been sharing that testimony because that is something that I pray will help someone else to believe God and what they think is an impossible situation. Even when you get a bad report from the doctor or someone else, believe God beyond that. Based on what you're saying, I get the feeling that there are different stages of faith because you needed an ultimate faith at that time. So yes, are there different stages? And if so, what are they? I believe there are different stages or levels to faith. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that they have a name, but the scripture does tell us that we go from faith to faith. And I believe those different stages or levels of faith come with our experience and our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So you may be believing God for something that could be considered minor. And when he answers that prayer and he opens that door or he does that thing for you, it builds your faith. So the next time you go through something and it's a little more challenging or a little more difficult, now your faith is growing to know that, hey, God took care of that the last time. I trust that he could take care of this. And so as he continued to do that and you continue to nurture your relationship with him, I believe it causes your faith to grow to where you can believe him for some things that just seem crazy, seem impossible. And I mean, there are so many instances in the Bible where People believe God for things that just didn't make sense to others. When you think about Abraham and Sarah, and she was asking for a son, and she was in her old age. According to man, she was too old to bear a child and to, to give birth. But the angel promised them a child, and God answered that, and he did that. And so that, to me, takes your faith to another level. 
And then we read in the scripture that later on, when God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, he still trusted God and he was willing to do it. But God stepped in yet again and said, do him no harm. I've prepared a ram in the bush for you. And so there are those levels of faith that we go through. But I think it comes with our experience with God and our relationship with him. Amazing, Tamika. This is wonderful information for our PFAM. It's definitely inspiration, empowerment, and just good knowledge to stand on. Do you have any final faith tips that you can leave with the PFAM? Absolutely. Well, again, I am excited for this opportunity to share with the PFAM. Thank you all for welcoming me. And so if I were to leave any final faith tips with you, it would be just simply to exercise your faith. It is according to your faith that the scripture says, be it unto you. So when you choose to believe God for whatever you choose to believe him for, when you can, when you can go back to the scripture, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I believe that there is something in the Bible that speaks to every situation that we will have to go through. So I would say when your faith is being challenged or when you're not sure about something, consult the scripture. For me, it goes back to the scripture because it activates your faith. When you can see what God did then, when you can see what he did for someone else, when you can think about what he did in your own life, it causes our faith to come alive because we see the life in the word of God. So I would say, continue to believe God beyond what you see, beyond what you can comprehend. Put your total and complete faith and trust in him, knowing that he is God and he is above all things. He can do anything but fail. So we just have to learn how to trust him, learn how to leave it with him and watch God do what he does best. So keep believing, keep trusting, meditate on those verses that talk about faith and watch God do it. And what about our non-believers? Is there something they can do? Yes. Again, I believe that whatever you believe in, whoever you believe in, when you put your faith and your trust in that, again, when you do your part, you leave the rest to the higher power. And that's the first step in laying the foundation for faith. Do your part and trust for the rest. PFAM, you heard it here on the dialogue. Allow me to leave you with Matthew 21, 22. And it says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it if you have faith. Tamika, thank you again. PFAM, thank you for joining us today. Be safe. Thank you for listening to Dialogue with Dr. D. If you enjoyed the show and would like to connect further with Dr. D, visit drdcarroll.com. And please, please don't forget to like, share, and leave us a review on iTunes. With Dr. D's guidance and support coupled with your belief and commitment, you can succeed in your moving beyond journey. Join the dialogue today and tap into the new, empowered you. Best wishes for peace, love, and continued blessings. And we'll see you here next time on Dialogue with Dr. D. Remember, transformation and reinvention is yours.
Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.